This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Vores. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. My name, as it will always be, barring incident, is Lyle Fulton, and I'm joined, as I hope I always will be, by the absolutely wonderful Jackie Vores. You probably sense in the tone of my voice that we've been having a little bit of fun before we've gone live on this particular episode of the podcast. We've been here, there and everywhere. We don't want to date the podcast, but it's been a bit of a marathon day of recordings and we're, you know, just having to make sure everything's set behind us and there have been costume changes galore. I've given the magic away now. Um, oh, no. How, how could I? How could I? I mean, <laughs> I can just say that the costume changes have actually just been because it's been very warm. Let's be honest. Like, it's been very, very warm. We need to kind of make sure that we kind of keeping ourselves as fresh as we can be but Jackie how are you this fine morning the podcast how are you doing it's hot 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 Mm. and it was really weird coming back from Dubai to equally hot weather extraordinary isn't it I've just been away in Greece with my wife which was absolutely lovely and I've just been at a wedding as well it was also really warm and to be honest you could interchange the two locations because I was in Surrey for the wedding and then just before that I was in Rhodes in Greece and if you closed your eyes you were in Greece on both occasions it was absolutely boiling over the weekend but we're enjoying it we're loving it you know I'm one of those people who maybe internally I will complain about the heat but front facing I'm always like we don't get it enough we're increasingly getting it quite a lot in the summer but we don't get it enough so you got to enjoy it you got to dress the part those on YouTube will see a kind of summery vibe of shirt and actually it's really interesting this is kind of a bit of a strange segue but I talked just then about kind of how I feel front facing compared to how I feel internally. And it's um, quite a nice little change of pace for the podcast today, listeners, because we've just kind of decided and we'll try and make it ish, maybe about business and PR, but a bit of a turning point recently for myself insofar as my relationship with alcohol. We're going to talk about drinking today on the podcast, drinking alcohol and the, you know, the ramifications, consequences of it. You know, we're not going to bash drinking alcohol that's absolutely what I don't want this to be um but I've gone through something recently in terms of a realization I've had which has led to a decision I've made which is that I'm going to certainly for the foreseeable future I'm not ruling out you know drinking again but for the foreseeable future I'm I'm gonna stop drinking uh for reasons that I'm very happy to kind of make clear as we go through the episode and we kind of decided to chat about it didn't we Jackie because um something the listeners may not know although I think we have mentioned it when we've had previous guests on is that you stopped drinking a while ago and have sustained that you you haven't drunk for a few years now so I suppose insofar as you're comfortable talking about it like what made you make that change in your life how long ago was that and 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 how have you felt since how's it been really I think it's a really important topic because certainly in British society, and I'm very cognizant of the fact we have listeners from all over the world on this podcast. So, but in British society, alcohol, British and Irish, because I'm half of each, alcohol is a real part of your culture, part of your growing up. It's a part of the fabric of society. And certainly when you first start your work, and certainly when I first started work, it was real a real part of that bonding of getting together with teams going out drinking going to the pub making friends the pub was really the sort of central social part 
of your life drinking was the way you got to know people the way many people met their partners and in when I started out in my career I was in advertising and advertising was not just alcohol and it wasn't it, it was it was drugs as well it was a hefty cocaine use was happening in in the in the late 80s and early 90s you know it was a real it was just part and parcel of life and some people I know could just take that and leave that and certainly I'm not that sort of person and for me I drank a lot and I mean a lot I mean I was a, a, a and the interesting thing is when I started out my in my career I was just drinking the same as everybody else it wasn't a, a standout or you know there's Jackie and she's drinking more than everybody else I was literally one of a crowd um, all consuming the same amounts and I think for me, and it took me many years to sort of understand it and address it. I think alcohol is a very interesting, allowable drug that, you know, it's almost like you feel that you will be missing out if you don't partake in it. You almost feel like your life won't be as fun without it. And this phrase, giving up alcohol should be banned yeah. because you do feel like you're giving something up you're sacrificing your enjoyment and your fun so why why did I come to the realization that I didn't want to have alcohol in my life anymore there were so many different things that conspired in my life to make my consumption of alcohol become more of a de dependency than a thing that I enjoyed and I started increasingly to recognize that and I used to build my days around and plan my days around when I was going to drink. And it suddenly started becoming much more important than anything else. And I didn't like the control that that exercised over my life. And it was affecting my health. And it, it wasn't something that was bringing anything to me. I started not enjoying drinking. I didn't like the person that I would become when I drank. And it just wasn't a, a force for positivity. So I decided to give myself a break from it for a while. And this is an interesting on it, very honest thing. I was suspicious that I was an alcoholic because of that dependency I felt. And I just decided to be very honest with myself about it and stop putting it off and stop procrastinating and stop pretending that I was fine, you know, that if I was an alcoholic, then I was a functioning alcoholic. And then that was okay. And I was going through a very tough time in my personal life. I am a single, I have been a single mother for a long, long time. And there was uh, an incident that happened in my personal life that uh, with the father of my son that put me under extreme pressure. And I don't really want to go into all of that, no. but it was bit of a mo but what it forced was the fact that I had to recognize that I was the only person that was going to be around for my son and if I wasn't the very best of people for him then that wasn't good enough and so that made me really think about addressing what I had to and I did and I went to see my doctor and I told my doctor the truth about how much I was drinking and he he helped me address it and he wanted me to just tone it down and you know just come off it gently but I'm a very much an all or nothing person and I said no I want to stop 
I just want to tell you what I'm doing. And I stopped. Yeah. And I genuinely stopped for what I thought would be a month. Just give myself a break, give my liver a break. And after a month, I thought, well, this is actually a lot easier than I thought. I I didn't do what a lot of people do, which is take all the alcohol out of the house. I didn't stop going out, but I did do certain little things that meant that it wouldn't be possible for me to drink. So I would drive when I went out. I became the taxi service for other people drinking. Mm. I certainly didn't expect other people to stop drinking. I just didn't drink. And then after a month, I thought, okay, let's do this for three months because I was feeling, starting to feel better. It wasn't an overnight thing as well. I really expected like, oh, I'll I'll immediately start sleeping better. I thought I'd immediately start losing weight. I didn't. I transferred all of my love of alcohol into chocolate and biscuits. Um, And I actually put on weight when I stopped drinking, which was phenomenal because I must've been drinking so many calories. But I extended it for three months. And then that three months took me near Christmas. And I had always thought, oh, I can't get through Christmas without a drink. But I did. Hmm. And then it was New New Year. Oh, I can't possibly do New Year's Eve without a drink. But I did. And then by, by the time I knew it, I'd been not drinking for a year. And I thought, well, maybe I should try and have a drink. And I did. I started tasting drinks. And I thought they were vile. <laughs> um, and... Then I thought, what if I don't even like it? Why would I force myself to drink something I don't like the taste of? Yeah. And now five years later, I'm still not drinking. And I can honestly say it is one of the most liberating things I have ever done. And I was talking to a, a guy who, and I was saying to, to Lyle when we decided to do this podcast, you would be so surprised by how many people yeah me along the way who have done exactly the same thing as you have who just stopped and I was chatting away in Dubai with a few people who are all drinking Heineken Zero with me and I was like so don't you drink no made decision stop drinking and we all say isn't it liberating isn't it something your brain the stuff you notice the stuff you're able to do you become like this long long distance runner rather than a sprinter in terms of your brain's uh, ability to do so much more your joie de vivre is completely different yeah when you're drinking you like oh you're miserable you can get depressed it's almost like it is a new lease of life you hear that you hear that phrase but it is a new lease of life and I could evangelize about it, but I choose not to because I think I've become a bit of a, a, a bore about the benefits of not drinking. But I just genuinely didn't believe how positive I would feel about it and how much I don't feel like I have given something up. I feel like I've gained something. That's a re- And how you frame it, I mean, how you specifically frame it is really inspiring to me. But I think anything in life, any dynamic shifts you make it is about how you frame something and 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 the, the language you use and I see something that's really stuck with me about what you just said is the, the phrase giving up I actually never really thought about that I mean you kind of you know I even said oh I've decided to give it up but actually the words give up when used in conjunction with one another have negative connotations it's like you know you, sh- you should never give up oh you know don't give up on this don't give up on that you know is like you know 
trying to build someone up and and actually yeah, i never really thought about it in that way of like kind of the idea of like oh i'm giving it up kind of actually even you know cerebrally and cognitively having like sort of however subconsciously like kind of these negative these negative connotations i mean i've decided to i'm, I'm very happy to be kind of loosely transparent about it I, i've decided to stop for a while uh, i'm not going to say give up uh stop for a while uh because of just a couple of instances of and situations uh where i've just not really been myself and i actually there are strong parallels between what you said and something which i think i've been doing unintentionally which is that a hill i've kind of chosen to die on for several years is that i'm not the same as the rest of my family so i'm the same as you insofar as i've got irish family on one side scots family on the other you know so i'm kind of um british you know kind of embody the kind of the british isles as it were but you know i think i've spoken on the podcast quite honestly in the past when we did our mental health episode for example um you know my brothers and my parents both have experienced or even are experiencing still you know problems with their mental health um and situations where they you know to use a kind of a colloquial phrase struggle with their nerves and then um, you know i've i've not been shy in saying that also my dad was very much you know functioning like when i was younger up until quite recently in fact he, he stopped drinking three years ago because of medical reasons he had a you know something called suffered something called ataxia and the doctors basically said um, you should stop and so he did because it was very important that he did and he can't particularly remember occasionally comes back but he can't particularly remember why he even enjoyed it in the first place similar to yourself but for me it's been very much a um I have situations where I'm not me and I and I consider myself to be in a very fortunate position how do you what how does that manifest itself it manifests itself in in the sense that I'm at best stubborn and if I'm being really honest at, at worst I'm quite nasty and by nasty I mean that I words are the weapon more than anything else I mean I can be quite erratic in and of myself you know doors may occasionally slam not anywhere near someone but because I would like to affect an emotion on those around me um, and this is interesting to you as an actor because you as an actor you have to experience emotions to be mm. able to represent them mm. so you know this is why it's interesting to me how it manifests itself yeah. If the if the alcohol takes charge of you when you're not feeling happy mm. as yeah exactly right yeah exactly and it's and it's also something where you know you're kind of trained to control those like I think a, a misnomer in the acting industry is that you kind of you're writing what you say you know lived experiences and learned experiences form a huge part of the landscape that you draw from the toolkit you draw from as an actor but you're taught to control those. It's like, you know, you take something that's made you feel this amount of an emotion and expand. Don't mm. don't recreate a really, you know, mm -hmm. some drama schools ask you to recreate really painful things and go to those places. And, and that's okay. Like, you know, if, if, if that's something you choose to do and that's how you practice your craft, then fine. But I was certainly taught to like kind of write, find something that made you feel like this amount and, and go there and like really kind of paint the picture from that kind of small source material but yeah and what for me is more worrying and, and there's a reason I've decided to do this and um, worrying might be the wrong word but it's the only thing I can think of right now is there are semblances of how I understand my dad to have been 
um, that I would do the, you know, the lexicon I was always using and the narrative I was always creating was that I was, you know, and I love my dad dearly and I loved when he was on the podcast and this is not me bashing my dad at all, but you know, he, he will actually be thrilled that something I've always thought is I'd rather not be like that because he didn't want to be like that. And he doesn't yeah. on that side of himself very fondly. So the idea that I was like, you know, I look up to you and I, and I really adore you, but I don't want to be that side of you was always something he was very proud of me for. So the fact that then slightly concerningly instinctively this exhibits itself when I put myself in similar situations to the ones he was in Mm. is one of the reasons the other reason is is that like I was going into just now is that I I am under no illusions how lucky I am to wake up 99% of the time and be quite happy with who I am Mm. Um, you know I, I I know there are lots of people who battle opposite of that every day like the idea that they just don't really like who they are for you know, a multitude of different reasons. A lot of the time I wake up and I'm like, well done, mate. You know, you host a great podcast. You're part of a great various different teams. You do what you love. You're financially this, that, and the other, you know, you're looking okay. What do you know what I mean? It's it, mm. I'm quite happy. But the only times I don't wake up feeling like that about myself are when I've had a drink and quite often actually it's, it's really starkly the other way. So like, for example, this weekend just gone was one, one such instance where I woke up the following morning and then even the morning after that and did not like who I was in the mm. moment, not just, not just recollecting how I was, but then in the moment in that morning as well, how I'd made people feel, you know, around me. And I'm someone who values my wife my friends, my family, my colleagues, more than anything else. My relationships are the most important thing to me. And a brilliant friend of mine, who I don't mind naming, a guy called Ben, who has been through his own situations in the past when it comes to his mental health. Never been a particularly heavy drinker, certainly recently, but mental health was a big thing for him. And he's now, he works for Sky, but he also has a life coaching business that he's keen to get off the ground. Very, very wise. And I use the word wise deliberately. Very wise individual said, you've got to ask yourself why you're doing this now. Like, what, what, why actually do you do it? And if you don't have an answer, then that's your answer. And, and to me, it's really interesting. And maybe I'm kind of paraphrasing what he said. But my dad once said to me, when he was in the depths of being you know, really poorly with it, he said, do you actually think I like this? Mm. And he, he held it up to me. Do you actually think I like this? Like the physical thing. He held the beer up to me. He said, do you actually think I like this? It was a nice conversation. Like we were fine. And ironically, we we're both having a beer. <laughs> uh, and he said, Do you actually think I like doing this? And it was a really honest conversation. And I went, I don't know what you mean, Dad. And he said, I've stopped liking this. Mm. I now have to do it. Right. And he was like, You should never really have to do anything. Mm. Kind of that was how he framed it. And I, I now have to do it because it's part of me. And I can't not do it. I can't function without it. And I don't think I'm there. And I don't think, you know, I like to think, you know, I can stop doing things I stopped smoking years ago because people around me said they they weren't a fan particularly my wife who was like you know we'd only been going out for a couple of months and she said I don't really like that no. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't see, I can't see myself ever liking it so do you mm. stopping? And, I, and I just did and I haven't had one since and that was five years ago but I struggle to pinpoint what I like about it now and I actually get to the point where I've had quite a few at yeah. the end of the day I used to crack open a you know gin and tonic first sip and I was just like yeah and really can you imagine pouring poison into your mouth and going 
because that's actually what what it is. Well, I smoke. I, you know, if, if I have to smoke a prop cigarette now, which has the same sort of taste and sensation, but doesn't have tobacco in it, I, I, I don't like it. No. There was a period of time where I, I did, or at least I thought I did. And again, it, it comes back to that idea of how you frame things. Is that you know? And again, my friend Ben and another friend of mine, Kieran, give a mention to who I, I love dearly, and all my friends were amazing. There are a few friends who are there, and, and this is kind of putting it out in the open. If any of my other friends do listen to this, and I hope you do, um, to support the podcast. Um, but there are a few of my really close friends who were there when this happened. It was actually the first time that they'd really been there to see see some poor behaviour. And I, I want to stress that this is these are few and far between. These are you know, I count on one hand the number of times this has happened in my life, but that's still three, four, five too many, uh, in my opinion. And I'm not, I'm not blind to that. You know, they, they basically were like, I mean, what, what do you actually like about it then? You know, do you, do you look forward to it? And it, it comes back down to this framework you build around this idea of drinking that, you know, the, the phenomenon that is alcohol consumption and drinking. What I like about drinking is drinking with my friends, right? I, I'm fortunate that I don't currently like sitting down on my own with a beer or a glass of wine and just existing in the drinking of that thing if I'm on my own 99 times out of 100 recently I would have a glass of orange juice or a glass of water or a coffee or something like that because deep down I know that's better for me coffee you know we'll we'll agree to disagree on coffee yeah but you know um you know it's one of those things now I'm not bashing coffee either god I'm bashing all the beverages people who love and enjoy in this country but like I like I like seeing people and having a drink and then I sort of thought to myself and I you know this has all happened in the last 48 hours I, I rationalized and I went well are they linked they don't have to be do they like you know, I can go and see somebody and I can have a lemonade and they can have a beer and we're still seeing each other yeah and then I thought to myself name the times when you've seen people recently for like a big event when you haven't had a drink and how have those times been and I pointed to a games night we had earlier in the year where I didn't drink I drove because I was like Al I want you to like have a drink and enjoy yourself and I've had a couple of drinks this week so I'll just drive and I don't like to toot my own horn, but I was on fire like we were playing some games and I was winning these games and I was like rattling jokes off and I was like I'm the best version of me when I'm not doing that and I'm, and, and I'm, I'm not even the worst version of me when I do. I'm not a version of me. That, that's been a crucial thing for me. It's been a crucial realization over the last couple of days. And if anything, the last few months when I haven't even really properly realized it is that I'm just not me. And mm. that I've got to stop framing it as, oh, I'm, I deal with it fine. And I'm not like my family. And, and, and the interesting thing is, and I love the fact that you're going through this reflection now in mm. your life. I wish, I really wish that I had gone through that reflection when I was your age mm. and I could have saved myself a whole heap of pain and experiences I really wish I hadn't, you know, put myself through. And I do think it comes to everybody in their own time and in, in the time that that realisation is right for you. I consider the trauma that I went through a lucky thing now because of who I am now because I don't think if that trauma hadn't happened I think I'd probably still be having that you know six o'clock large gin and tonic followed by another large gin and tonic followed by a bottle of wine uh, irrespective of whether I was in company or not and it's I think it's very brave of you to open yourself up 
to this right now and talk about it publicly, talk about it as openly and as honestly as you are. Okay. I take I take my proverbial hat off to you. Oh, that's kind. Well, you know, and I think actually it's, you know, this is not, you know, this is meant like from the heart. Like I see people like yourselves, particularly you, because I, you know, I, I speak to you every week and we've spoken about it when we've not been live on the podcast and even in certain podcast recordings when we have been live. And I see the impact it's had on you in a positive way. And also one of the many things I've always admired about you since I met you a couple of years ago is like your ability to phrase things and word things in such a way that they make, you know, desired effects the wrong phrase, but they, they do make an impact. And for example, like something you've said, which just tripped off the tongue for you, but something that, you know, and, and might seem obvious to you, but just didn't seem obvious to me is not what are you losing, but what are you gaining? Mm. And, you know, in the depths of, crisis mode that I was in on Sunday and yesterday halfway through yesterday I started to kind of you know what I'm like I started to kind of g myself up and you know sort of bounce back uh or at least most of the time I do but on Sunday in particular it was all about like you know what I stood to lose and what I might have lost and I was telling myself lies really because even though I hadn't behaved terribly well at all you know all I was being told from the people I affected was, well, you know, nothing's changed for us. We still love you for who you are. We know that wasn't you. You know, my wife, most importantly, who I had to apologize to, you know, was, was incredibly supportive. And she said, look, it wasn't great, but you know, we move forward and we move on. But for 24, 36 hours, I was like, what could I lose? What, what do I stand to lose? What may I have already lost in terms of, you know, what people think of me, what people think of me in these situations, us, and actually, it's only recently, and particularly like today has been a, another great turning point, is, you know, what, what can you gain from changing, you know? And, and it's never too late to change, you know? This is the problem with alcohol. It has this amazing way of coming and talking to you when you're, when you've just about nailed it, and it'll come and creep up on your shoulder and say, just one won't hurt. Yeah, yeah. Just one. That's it's it. not going to be an issue. And what I find really helps me is not, thinking about what could go wrong because shit happens in life lots of things will go wrong in life and it's not about preventing the things that could go wrong it's more to me about opening up yourself to a world of wholly new possibilities yeah. taste buds change <laughs> your brain changes yeah. your body changes your ability to do what you want when you want wherever you want changes yeah no it isn't about what could go wrong and it actually is holding on to the fact that you're stronger for being without it yeah you can face things and be a really much stronger person without that in your life yeah and that you're weaker with it and we can all beat ourselves up for the things we've done wrong yeah there's not a lot of people that go, okay, this is my positive action for myself and how I'm going to help myself. Don't think about Al loves you. You know, everybody loves you. You are a wonderful, wonderful, kind, lovely person. And just because that substance releases a monster every now and again, it's so easy just to go, okay, yeah. just it's gone. It yeah. can work. And, and that's what I can do. And I think it's amazing that you're talking about it. That's kind. Thank you. And and also, like, you know, look, I'm I'm not gonna I'm 
we talked in previous podcasts about like kind of managing expectations and, and I think I've deliberately kind of I'm similar to you I'm quite an all or nothing person which is why I, I said for the foreseeable and I have I've actually put a date on it which is that I'm going to start like you did with a month like bang on a month it was yeah. yesterday um that I can kind of officially say there was nothing really in in the system so yesterday I'm starting and a month from yesterday and I won't I won't date the podcast um, <laughs> um but yesterday I'm starting and so a month from now and, and maybe I'll, I'll I'll reference that you know when we when we record if we record close to that time you know definitely a month nothing at all but you know I'm look you know I'm 30 years old and I you know am I gonna sort of say and go out on a limb and say I, I'll never have a drink again I, I don't think it's responsible well, I don't think it's the right way to approach it either. Yeah. I mean, very much, yeah. it's a day-by-day thing. That's it. So if you I... go through a day and you haven't had a drink, yeah, that's a really good thing for you. That's a really good thing for your body. It's a really good thing for everybody else. It's but great. Something, I would, something I'd encourage everyone to do is kind of approach it in that way. And I know I'm only, you know, what, a couple of days in, but obviously you, know, you, you are a, a fantastic example of how healthy that can be as a way to approach it. But also another thing that my, my friend said to me and my wife said to me as well is this, like, and I then came up with this analogy off the back of what they said, which is that, you know, if you hurt your ankle playing football or as I did a couple of weeks ago when I was doing the show and it's coming back in, in a week or so's time, which is really exciting. We're going back to do the show again in, in Surrey. You know, if you hurt your ankle doing anything, it could literally be anything, everyday life. And you were told to rest it or you thought, oh, it's an important thing that you rest this because it won't get better unless you rest it you'd rest it right I mean if, if you were sensible you'd, you'd rest it until it had the amount of time and you know we've spoken to um we spoke to Kevin about how important time is and how important distance yeah. is right um when it comes to you know engagement and I think it's a similar sort of thing you know give, if, if, if your ankle was injured you'd give it the time it needs to heal so that you could figure out or your body could figure out what it needed to do to heal appropriately and I think the reason I'm doing this for the month I'm doing it now and then for the foreseeable, you know, as I see fit is I don't think I think other than once when I did dry January and it was a bit of a cheat because it was during lockdown. So I didn't have to go and see anybody and there was no other outside pressure. I actually don't think I've gone a month without having a drink since I was 15 years old. That's 15 years, a month, 28 That's days. This me. The only nothing. time I didn't drink and was no. You know, and I did have a few drinks at the end of when I was pregnant with with Arlo. Mm. Um, was yeah, that was the longest time. But it was, but it's it's one of those things where again, my friend said this is that you need time to figure out what's going on, and continuing to do that, even if it doesn't happen again for six months, a year, eighteen months, two years, even if that side of you doesn't emerge again because this has been such a turning point for you here and now. Unless you completely stop what you know caused it for a good amount of time, so you can actually figure out why, and and the reason might be really you know nothingy, you know it might it might literally just be that you know stresses and strains that you're carrying on your shoulders that you don't appropriately talk about, then manifest themselves as things you say, but you word them poorly and you're aggressive about them and you're nasty about them. When in actual fact, if you just spoke about them, these things wouldn't happen. But until you address what's fueling it. And what is definitely fueling it is, you know, I carry stress every day as, as all human beings do, as all working individuals do, non-working individuals do. We all have our own stresses and strains, but they never manifest themselves as that one. You know, hopefully they don't manifest themselves as that. And they don't with me, definitely. Like I, I will never articulate them in the way I did um, most recently in that situation. So take yourself, you know, 
I'm a big fan of, and I think my family said this when I was growing up, you know, if a situation is causing that to happen, take yourself away from the situation. There's nothing shameful about but, that. It's not, it's not embarrassing to take yourself away from it. If anything, it's No, important. it's not. It's but you have to, you have to be as well. And you have to acknowledge the fact that a lot of it's habitual yeah. and a lot of it is, so for example, you know, look at when you finish your run at a theatre or when, you know, there are certain things that will happen that you habitually will crack open a bottle of champagne for or uh, take the people out for beers for. And, and it's kind of like, OK, this was a habit that I'm going to change. Yeah. I'm not going to run away from it. I'm just going to approach it in a slightly different way. And the other thing, just I want to I, I know this isn't you, but I think some people might be listening to this. Some people would be scared because alcohol gives them confidence. You know, there's a lot of people that do take a drink because they've got the nerves or they're anxious about something and they feel that that it can give them confidence. It actually is a it can do the opposite because mm. with alcohol, there is the depressive side of it. And I was in denial about that for quite a long time. And it definitely does give you the the highs and the confidences, but the, the lows that counteract that high. Yeah are very definite and very real and can actually chip away at your confidence even more. Yes. So I think, you know, just bear in mind that it it doesn't make you a superwoman or a superman and the other or a super cat or dog or however you identify yourself. But you know, it isn't that supreme confidence builder. And I think, you know, that 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 I think a lot of people fear that kind of coming out of what people think of them it's not usually how they see themselves it's how people see them yeah. and a lot of people feel like if I'm not drinking I won't be as entertaining or if I'm not drinking my partner might not find me as fun as I, yeah. I, I am you know I met James when I was drinking and I think he would say quite happily I'm a much better person for not my mum's the same and my mum met my dad when they both were drinkers and getting real for a second the only reason they're back together is because my dad isn't drinking anymore that that that's the truth they're back together because he's not drinking anymore yeah it's him again he's himself again and, and it, I think it's fascinating that you say that because actually something again that my friend said is that he used to drink when he was in his teens and early 20s when he was at university because he had the insecurity that he wasn't attractive to women and that was just something that he dealt with every day and so when he was in his late teens and early 20s at university and even earlier when we were just at school he drank because it then made him think he was. It made him more confident to be able to approach women and things like that. And he's with an amazing, amazing girl now, another friend of mine, who um, they've known they've known each other for years. And it turns out that she's found him attractive for years and years, and they've just been friends and they've been together for years now. And it, and it's it's really lovely. But he's like, okay, well, the reason I drank heavily is no longer a factor. I don't need that because the person I love the most in the world finds me attractive for me. I don't have to drink to be attractive to anyone because I don't want to be attractive to anyone else. I want to be attractive to her. And I know I am. So I don't, do you see what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's, it's, these, it's these triggers, it's these reasons. And I think for me, a really important thing was that actually I was struggling for reasons. You know, I think it's, don't get me wrong. I think it's great if there's a reason why you drink that you can rationalize and go, well, can I get there without it? That's there usually great. is a reason, yeah. but I think once once you've got into this habit of drinking, yeah. you forget what the reason was that you were yeah. that you were drinking because it just becomes it's it's insidious and it sort of just becomes part of your daily life and yeah. and 
that's that's the the habit is the best thing to to start to try to break and when I stopped drinking there weren't that many great non-alcoholic alternatives there are so many things now so many lovely beers there's even non-alcoholic Guinness for goodness sake well that's something that I didn't even factor into my brain actually when I decided like, and, and I'm going to stress by the way this is, this is a very recent thing that I've decided in and you know time will tell you know and time time is a good Ooh, why don't we do a podcast about non-alcoholic drinks It'd be great to get someone on who's like a non-alcoholic oh my goodness a guy i know works for lucky saint who are an alcoholic there we drink. go you can start with that yeah, you can get and- people behind the clean gin company yeah. i buy my drinks from a company called the drinks edit which okay. actually just provide non-alcoholic drinks that you can use for making your own mocktails and things this is the thing why I, we set up the rest is not drinking the rest is not hey why not because this is the thing it, it, I, when when i made this recent decision i thought yeah and i'll go to the pub and i'll be like can i have a lemonade please or you know can i have a coffee and i need actually, to you actually don't need to anymore can you? you can literally have you know you can you can be part of the, the the pub experience and that's the thing right and that's what it boils down to and different people will have different things but i was doing it because i was drinking heavily at big events because I was like, oh, I'm at a big event and everyone drinks and everyone gets a bit silly and everyone socializes. I'm quite a silly person anyway, when I want to be. <laughs> I'm an actor, right? I'm a 30-year-old man who's still forging a career in performance and pretending to be, be a better actor, for sure. I think so, yeah. I think, I, but I just, I, the bottom line is, is that I do, and I'm very lucky, I do so many different things. And I just can't wait to be, in that month when the world was really on its knees in lockdown, and everyone was really grafting and working and doing little bits and pieces to just keep themselves going. I was so much sharper and more present every morning of that dry January month. And I, I genuinely think it really benefited my experience of that really horrible period mm. of time. I genuinely think I, I, was a, I was a better lockdown participant in and of myself because I, I didn't do those things. And yeah. I was very lucky as well. And this is something that I think I'll finish my, my side of things. on. I'll you know, ask you something before we finish as well. But I'm really lucky that, you know, my friends like a drink and, I'm, and, I'm, and I love them for it. And my friends are great when they've had a drink. And I, 75%, 80% of the time, I was really good as well. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, these are these, maybe more than that. These were really few and far between. But my friends were also just the best. And they're so supportive. And when I did Dry January, they were incredibly supportive. And they've very, you know, they've been very understanding of what happened over the weekend you know this will be news to them by the way you know if they listen you know when when this eventually comes out if i haven't told them already like this will be news to them that i've i've decided to completely go for for a little while but they're they're very supportive and you know i know they'll be there and you'll be surprised to... by your friends like you met helen who's been yeah. on our podcast she's a very close friend of mine she doesn't drink now because mm. of seeing the drinks that i drink and she was trying them and she was just like god this is so much better than drinking so she literally does drink with with me my non-alcoholic drinks <laughs> comes around she said have you got a credino as if it was like have you, you know have you, like i come around for a gin and tonic <laughs> oh i could give you a list seriously oh. <laughs> but yeah i mean i think i think what you're doing is phenomenal but you'll be surprised about the positive effect you might well have on your friendship group this is the, I don't know you don't know if they're not just doing the same thing that's it. And I think and it's really interesting that people are, you know, and people are, are more and more aware. I mean, I think maybe it's because the way, the way the world is, the world is becoming a scarier and scarier place. And I don't want to sound too doomsday, but the world becomes a scarier place by the day because we don't, you know, because of, you know, 
it becomes a more exciting place, don't get me wrong as well, you know, advancements of technology, you know, what we're able to do now, you know, it's extraordinary what we're able to do, and it's such a fascinating place to exist within, but it becomes scary in and of that as well, and I think a lot of people turn around and go, well, you know, anything I can do in and of myself to make sure that I'm as healthy and sharp and fit and sound of mind, and that's why maybe people, more and more people are doing it, and it's becoming a really, really big industry, like you say, the non-alcoholic drinks industry, because of that, because people are making these changes, and like I say, I mean, the, the caveat I want to say to any of my friends listening is like, drink away. Like, you know, I'm I'm not doing this because I'm now all of a sudden taking a stand. And I think it's in the same way, you know, you don't have a problem with people drinking either. Do you know what I mean? It's just, still drinks. this was a personal drink. You know, he, he equally is influenced by me. He doesn't mm. drink during the week. He, I, it's, you know, it's easier if your partner isn't cracking a bottle, bottle open. Mm. But I never asked him to not. And, mm. and I think people do just witness what it does for you as a person absolutely and I'm um, and I'm really excited for you to just take it day by day just do it for a month I mean if people just did it for a week I think it would just be a great thing it's great to see your reflectiveness on it and to really you know sort of break it down a bit take it apart a bit just see that actually you're not really enjoying it that much that's it and actually I'm really I'm really glad you used the word excited because that's a word I've started to use is that I'm actually excited about how it's going to make me feel and like what it's going to like kind of shift in my in, in my life do you know what I mean and I like oh, your... there's nothing better than when you go to doctors and it says how many units of alcohol do you drink you know it's like zero <laughs> see you later yeah everyone else is sat there doing the survey I'm actually being honest this time not that I'm going to admit that I was ever dishonest about the lack of, uh, everybody the is I was <laughs> three three sounds about right? wasn't he room to put in yeah them? that's it yeah you're so right you're so right but yeah no I'm 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 really excited and honestly like it you know it goes without saying just to finish this episode off like it's genuinely a really lovely thing to be able to say I I do genuinely have like a role model in you who's someone I work oh. with and work for who I can kind of look up to and go look at look at how great it's been and you know and also just how supportive you've been even in this episode and I'm, I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by people who but I'm I don't hide the fact that I'm a, I'm a kind of a big positive affirmation guy mm. like if people tell me some people don't need this but but I tend to need and I own up to this I tend to need like good job good job Lyle yeah. you know, that was a great performance that was a great set that was a great this that and the other so I know my friends will be like good job man and you know what I mean and 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 that's that's really encouraging so and um it goes without saying listeners as well like if this is something that you're struggling with in any which way like there are definite stages and there are definite levels to it but they're all honesty which you've demonstrated so well today Lyle I think it's really wonderful to be so honest and open and this has definitely been my favorite ever podcast to do because because this is genuine this is and this genuinely affects so many people yeah. and it's it's that being ability to be honest and just talk to your friend like we're doing you talk to me yeah. talk to somebody if you're starting to worry about it because yeah. that nagging in your head you need to listen to it absolutely absolutely right and and yeah like I was just saying as well I mean and thank you so much for that and I, I think it's been one of my favorite ones as well it's been very it's been just nice to be able to be open and, and honest about it and you know levels to which you struggle with these things you know there are levels to it you know, I, you know I'm, I'm not blind to the fact that you know I'm on a certain level you know and there are other people who are struggling with it you know day in day out hour in hour out, even like my, my yeah. dad used to. they're all valid though like that you know 
mm. no matter what level you're at with it, it it's 100 valid to have these concerns and 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 to want to make these changes and and to need support with with this situation and, and these issues. When you gave up smoking, did you ever have dreams when you woke up and you'd been smoking in your dreams? I'm so glad you brought this up. Yeah, like I yeah, and and, I and like, you, did you feel like <gasps> oh I was no. like, yeah, I, I think I might be I might be about to swear for the first time ever <laughs> I, I, because I'd be like you know I'd wake up next to her and I'd be like oh shit oh shit I, she's gonna she's gonna leave me because I've smoked and then she'd go well I was with you all day yesterday you didn't smoke and then we went to bed <laughs> so you can't have done unless you snuck out but I'd have known it's so real and I'm just and like yeah. I now have dreams that I've had a drink really I wake up and I'm like oh <laughs> no, I was in a pub and I was drinking red wine and I'd never used to drink red wine <laughs> <laughs> how how has this happened I mean you know like this is the thing I mean I what's weird is is that I don't tend to dream and so something I'm like kind of potentially like kind of have to look forward to is the fact the fact that I may well dream again because will. my mind is doing this so hey there's things to look forward to whether they're things to look forward to or whether or not the dreams are going to be mad my wife's dreams are a bit mad but that's a topic for another day <laughs> we could do the rest is dreams I've got some stories yeah. to tell you. um but thank you so honestly I don't think I thank you enough Jackie actually by the way but thank you for being so lovely and chatting about it and like I say for just being just a uh, such a brilliant example of of the benefits it can have on on your life and and yeah I know you'll be you know incredibly supportive as you always have been in, in everything I do and and um, like I say, I mean, if, if anybody does want to get in touch with Jackie or myself, like, you know, I think this podcast has, has shown that we're, we're very happy to chat about it. You know, mm-hmm. I have experiences like when it comes to my family, but I'm also now going to be going through something myself. And Jackie has experienced herself. You know, it's a nice way to link into the T's and C's in kind of like a nice little way, isn't it? You know, little segue <laughs> is um, little segue is, you know, info at the rest is PR.com, info at the mozo.com. It's OK if you want to come and chat about it. You know, and if you want to you know, get in touch, like we'll, we'll try and respond to those things. But, you know, also LinkedIn, like, you know, is a in and of itself, obviously a business social media platform. But, you know, talk to people about it, you know, and, and get in touch and go and visit our website, therestspr.com for more stuff about the podcast, demozo.com. Loads of exciting things going on there. Hopefully by the time this is broadcast, listeners, we won't have to mention this. But um, just in case, uh, britishpodcastawards.com forward slash voting. Uh, I just thought I'd get that in there, like retroactively. It's probably done now, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's, it's By the time you're listening to this, not only is it probably already like voting closed and it's done, <laughs> but we almost certainly have not won. Um, but I thought I'd mention it. Uh, and um, obviously, yeah, follow us at the rest is PR on Twitter. Capital T, capital R, capital I, capital PR. On Twitter. On Twitter. You are the best, as you always are. <laughs> uh, same time next week. Definitely. And I'll let you know how I'm getting on. Uh, I'll let yeah. you know how and I will be sending you loads and loads of different beers, drinks. Yeah, please. Try out. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. What's great is I've got, and just before you finish listening, I've got an app that, and this was, you know, I'm, 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 I'm okay to say this. I've got an app. It's called, I can't remember what it's called. Now. I think it's called like Untapped, and it's like where you can like, you know, register beers and like sort of rate them. Uh, and I used to do that, you know, when I was at the pub and I was like having a couple of beers and, you know, if it was a new one. What's great is I'm, I'm always certain that they'll have loads of non-alcoholic beer on there that I've just yet to rate because I've not. There you anything. go. My numbers are just going to go through the roof. I'm going to be like <laughs> one of the top contributors to this app now because my numbers are just going to go absolutely nuts. So um, look forward to that as well. Hey, framing everything positively, which is really great. Listeners, thank you so much for joining Jackie and I on what's been a, a really lovely episode and a, a really um episode and a really nice conversation uh, and we'll link all sorts of great websites and great resources for if you are struggling with this as well i'm, I'm not against doing that whatsoever i'm 
massively in favour of it. In fact, and they'll all be in the episode description. Once again, listeners, thank you so much for joining us on the latest episode of the Prayers to Me from Jackie and myself. Take care of yourselves.